Welcome to another edition of Sean Sports Show. Today we're coming at you live from the usual Los Angeles, California. It is Sunday, April 29th, 2018, and uh, today we're going to be covering the breaking news in sports, as well as the Los Angeles sports teams, and finally the results of the NHL playoff games. So the first thing we're going to be talking about has to do with NBA basketball. Was Steph Curry back? Not quite for Game 1. The Golden State Warriors star sat out Saturday's night's 123-101 romp over the New Orleans Pelicans. Unfortunately for the Pelicans, it appears they won't get such a reprieve for Game 2. Quote, if it were up to me, I would have played for about 20 minutes tonight. Stephen Curry told ESPN's Chris Haynes that the plan is to return Tuesday, but ultimately it's up to the training staff. I feel good. Curry has missed 22 of the Warriors' last 23 games, including the playoffs. His latest... um, Ailment was a grade 2 MCL sprain suffered in a March 23 March 20 in a March 23rd win over the Atlanta Hawks. Warriors coach Steve Kerr told reporters before the game it was quote very likely Curry would play in game 2. Quote just made this just made the decision based on giving him the extra few days and the fact he only scrimmaged yesterday. Kerr said, "You've been out of 5 weeks and we're playing in the playoffs. I don't think one scrimmage is enough even though he feels great. He wants to play and pleaded his case, but we're going to sit him tonight and very likely he'll play game 2." The Warriors have won 5 of their first 6 playoff games without Curry and had no trouble dispatching off dispatching and, and, and had no trouble dispatching a red hot Pelicans team Saturday. Klay Thompson had 27 points, Kevin Durant had 26 points and 13 rebounds. Um, you know, double double, and Draymond Green had 16 points, 15 rebounds, 11 assists, three steals, and two blocks, and that was that was a triple double. Golden State pulled away on on the back of a 41 point second quarter. Getting Curry back in the lineup is not necessarily a move to ensure a second round victory. Uh, the Warriors are heavily, you know, heavy favorites over the Pelicans, regardless of his status. They are much more concerned with getting him back in the, in game shape for a potential Western Conference Finals matchup against the Houston Rockets, where his presence will be needed. You know, it'll be needed much more than a semifinal matchup versus the Pelicans, you know, for sure. Uh, so now switching gears to uh, covering European soccer here real, real quick. Uh, Marouane Fellaini was the hero for Manchester United on Sunday, scoring late to hand the Red Devils a 2-1 win over Arsenal. United were the better team in the first half as Arsenal fielded a, a number of backups with an eye on on uh, the Thursday UEFA Europa League clash with, with Atletico Madrid and Paul Pogba opened the scoring in the first half. Henrik Mkhitaryan hit back after the break, um, but Fellaini denied the former United player a storybook return to Old Trafford with a goal at the death. So um, that's that. So now switching gears to the um, another story that has to do with the NBA. Boston Celtics forward Jalen Brown is listed as doubtful for the team's Game 1 matchup against the Philadelphia 76ers due to a hamstring injury. He went down in the Celtics' Game 7 win over the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday. After averaging 6.1 points and 2.8 rebounds as a rookie, the 21-year-old has, been, has seen a nice bump in numbers in an increased role, posting 14.5 points and 4.9 rebounds per game in 2017-18. He averaged 17.9 points and 4.7 rebounds in the first-round series against Milwaukee. Brown was the Celtics' second-leading scorer and was in a battle to be, second leading re- to be their second-leading rebounder. Losing Gordon Hayward to a dislocated left ankle and a fractured left tibia on opening night dealt a big blow to the Celtics' championship aspirations. Kyrie Irving's lingering knee injury has only added to the team's health concerns. Brown's injury was the last thing that the Celtics needed. If Brown is out for an extended period of time, that puts even more pressure on, on Al Horford and co. to overcome the loss of another key player. So, Jalen Brown is essential uh, to the Celtics, in my opinion. Uh, so now switching gears to the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield isn't uh, sweating the critics. 
Quote, it's fine. He told TMZ Sports when asked how he was responding to the fans and analysts critical of his selection as the top overall pick in the NFL draft by the Cleveland Browns. Everybody has their opinions and they're entitled to it. Don't expect that Mayfield won't use it as motivation, however. In March, Robert Klemko of SI.com reported that Mayfield made a list of media members who crossed the line to him when critiquing him. He later explained how he handles criticism to Russell Wilson during an episode of Wilson's uh, QB to QB show on ESPN. Uh, quote, at the same time, I, it really doesn't bother me that much because I know the people that say some of these things have never actually taken a snap behind center, never had a 300-pound lineman about to hit them while they have to read the, off, the, off, the, excuse me, read the defense downfield. He said, he added, if I, if I was worried too much about it, I'd be worried about the wrong things, but I do use some of it, I, I do use some of it as motivation. And I, can listen to all the, I can listen to all the people patting me on the back or I can listen to the people saying I need to get better. I know I need to get better or else there would be nobody saying that. So, that's that. You know, I'm I'm glad that he's uh, I'm glad that uh, he's you know, um, confident, and um, I hope he's gonna I hope he's gonna you know, perform pretty well. So now another story that has to do with soccer. Uh, Lionel Messi netted a hat trick as Barcelona sealed the 2017-18 La Liga title with a 4-2 win over Deportivo La Coruña at the at the Estadio Riazor on Sunday. It was not plain uh, sailing for them. Blagruna as they were pegged back to 2-2 from a 2-0 lead, but Messi's late double eventually confirmed Barca's triumph, as well as Deport's relegation from the Spanish top flight. Goals from the Ar- Argentinian and um, uh, Philippe Coutinho had Barca cruising in the first 38 minutes, but Lucas Perez's 40th-minute strike gave the hosts hope. They then equalized through Emre Koch in the 64th minute as they went in search of the three points that would keep them up for another week. A heart for broken in Riazor, though, when Messi scored twice late uh, to condemn Depper to the drop. So it's unfortunate for them to be, uh, you know, relegated. Uh, so now switching gears to the end, congrats to Barcelona on winning the La Liga. So switching gears now to the NBA, uh, having to do with the Warriors, as I already talked about a little bit. Um, but this is a bit of a different topic. The Golden State Warriors ran the New Orleans Pelicans off their home floor in Saturday night's uh, 22-point win in Game 1 of their second-round series. That doesn't mean all that running wasn't a little tiresome. Quote, man, it was tiring, Clay Thompson told reporters after scoring a game-high 27 points. The Spurs, they're a little older, so they play a little more methodical. They try to, um, they try to beat us up in the half-court and low block. This team is kind of like playing ourselves. It's like you make a bucket, you can't relax. You have to sprint back, find a shooter, and they're pushing the tempo. It's a whole different ball game. Saturday's game was played at a pace of roughly 106 possessions, which is three possessions more than New Orleans' regular season leading rate per NBA.com. The Pels uh, ran at 102.7 possessions uh, pace during the season, a number that ticked up even higher after DeMarcus Cousins' season-ending Achilles um, injury. San Antonio, the Warriors' first-round opponent, had the second-slowest pace in 2017-18. The Warriors uh, ranked fifth. Quote, Clay looked at me on the bench and said, Man, Draymond, I got more tired tonight than I did in any game against the Spurs, uh, Draymond Green said after the game. That kind of sums it up. It's a completely different tempo. They're really pushing the ball, like he said. And nonetheless, as long as we're getting back into transition and not giving up easy stuff, I think that plays into our hands. The Warriors certainly didn't seem, you know, uh, the mind... Uh, they didn't seem to mind the pace from a scoring perspective as Thompson's 27 points rated by, you know, Kevin Durant and Draymond Green. Um, so... So, I mean, it's it's pretty, you know, it's tiresome for them, but they're taking care of business, so that's all that matters. So now staying in the same subject that has to do with the NBA, 
Washington Wizards star John Wall vented his frustrations after, with his teammates following their first-round NBA playoff exit at the hands of the Toronto Raptors on Friday. Wall discussed how he feels the need to continue improving each offseason since he's the unquestioned leader. He added his teammates need to have the same feeling for ESPN.com's Om Young Misuk. Quote, but at the same time, if I'm doing my part, the other 14 guys have to do their part of getting better every year, just being true to the team. I think probably we have a lot of times guys don't understand their role and respect their role. You can't keep going up and down every year, all year, and that is what we have been dealing with since I've been here. Wall also suggested the front office should strengthen the roster in the offseason. Young Misak wrote, quote, an athletic, an athletic big, a scorer capable of creating his own shot off the bench, and more depth at small forward behind Otto Porter Jr. and Kelly Oubre Jr. are what Wall hopes the team can add. While Wall's frustration is understandable after such a disappointing playoff result, the Action Network's Matt Moore uh, thought the 27-year-old's critiques were slightly misplaced. Uh, he said, also, Wall going off on his, quote, weapons is lame. Porter's been phenomenal, phenomenal the past two seasons. Beal had a better year than him. Scott gave the bench life. Wall, even before he was out with the injury, was a big part of their problems. He didn't have a good year. Uh, the problem for the Wizards, in my opinion, is they have little salary cap space with, uh, with, with, with which uh, general manager Ernie uh, Grunfeld can make any improvements. The trio of uh, Wall, Bradley Beal, and Porter are set to make $70.5 million on their own in 2018-19. Even assuming Grunfeld can find a way to shed the contracts of Ian uh, McKinney, $15.9 million, or Marcin Gortat, $13.5 million, Washington is stuck. Wall's max extension starts to kick in in the 2019-20 season as well, so his salary will climb from $19.1 million uh, next season to $37.8 million. To some extent, one can't blame Wall for mistakes made by the front office, which have in turn put the franchise in his current predicament. At the same time, throwing his teammates under the bus may not be an advisable strategy for Wall after another dysfunctional season. That's, you know, I, I don't think that's the right move on Wall to publicly criticize his teammates, especially when he had a bit of a down year. So now switching gears to baseball, covering my uh, the team that I support. Uh, Los Angeles Dodgers first baseman Cody Bellinger was taken out of Sunday's 4-2 loss to the San Francisco Giants in the sixth inning, and manager Dave Roberts said it was due to a lack of hustle per Ken Gurnick of MLB.com. Quote, I'm always hustling, it just didn't make sense to, to me, but I get it as well, Bellinger said per Andy McCullough of the Los Angeles Times. He's trying to prove a point. I don't think anyone can tell me how to play. I've always played hard. Gurnick noted Bellinger was doubled up off second base on a line drive after leading off the fifth inning with a double and was removed an inning later. Uh, There's certain expectations about the way we play the game, Robert said. Per McCullough, when you don't abide by that, we'll get somebody in there who will. Uh, as Sports NLA shared, Robert cited a lack of hustle out of the box from Bellinger on his double. Um, I got in the dugout and he said I was out of the game. Bellinger said when, when asked if he was given a reason for the benching, per Bill Plunkett of the Orange County Register, didn't know any reason, just put on my jacket, went to the railing, and watched the game. The Dodgers could have used his presence in the lineup for the latter portion of the game, considering they were in cutback mode throughout the contest after allowing three runs in the opening inning. Bellinger had two hits and two at-bats and improved his slash line to 291 to go along with three home runs and 12 RBIs. He was a force last year on the way to National League Rookie of the Year, hitting 267 with 39 home runs and 97 RBIs while helping lead the Dodgers to the World Series. Max Muncy had entered Sunday's contest for Bellinger and scored in the seventh after reaching via an infield single. Los Angeles' next contest is Monday against the Arizona Diamondbacks. So, um, you know, I kind of, I, I think what, what would have been better would be for uh, Roberts to, the manager Dave Roberts to uh, just, you know, tell Bellinger to hustle next time in the same situation instead of benching him, considering Bellinger went two for two in the game. It's not, you know, it's not like Bellinger was struggling offensively. He went two for two. And the Dodgers, you know, they they were close to coming back in the, at the end of the game, so they could have used Bellinger's presence. But, you know, 
it's one game doesn't really matter out of a 162 game season in, in baseball. So now switching gears back to the NBA. Uh, the Indiana Pacers may have lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round of the 2018 NBA playoffs, but Pacers star Victor Oladipo said the team made a big impression in the postseason. Uh, following Indiana's Game 7 defeat on Sunday, Oladipo told reporters he believes the Pacers have, quote, earned our respect from everyone, per Sports Illustrated's uh, Ben Goliver. Last summer, Indiana was coming off a 42-win season and a first-round postseason exit, and things looked bleak when the Pacers executed a trade that appeared uh, so one-sided even Oklahoma City police made jokes at the team's expense. Instead, the Pacers' uh, record improved by six wins, and they nearly knocked out th- the, the three-time defending conference champions. More importantly, Oladipo became an all-star and the king of uh, singular figure around, and the kind of singular figure around whom the franchise can build. Uh, the 26-year-old guard is already looking ahead to the 2018-19 season, having texted his trainer to start, to start his off-season workout plan right after Indiana's Game 7 loss via Yahoo Sports' Michael Lee. As good as the Pacers were this year, they may have a tough road in terms of climbing up the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics will have Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward back healthy next year. The Philadelphia 76ers have the most promising young group of stars in the NBA and will have the ability to sign a marquee free agent in the offseason. And depending on LeBron James' free agency decision, the East may still go through the Cavaliers. But Oladipo's breakout and the collective strength of the Pacers give, hands, give fans hope for the future, which is something that, couldn't even, that could not have been said um, following you know, the end of Paul George's tenure last offseason. So it's, I'm surprised at, you know, how the Pacers season turned out, and I, I wish they would have beat the Cavs for, a multiple, re- for multiple reasons, mostly with um, LeBron James considering the Lakers in the offseason, but also for, you know, for the upset. And the, you know. So now uh, another story that has to do with the NBA. Uh, Philadelphia 76ers forward Ersan Ilyasova was not impressed with the crowds at American Airlines Arena during his team's first-round series against the Miami Heat. Quote, when, we're in, when we were in Miami, the gym was half-empty, Ilyasova said when discussing the comparisons between the Boston crowds he is about to face, per Ian Begley of ESPN.com. But when you go to Boston, you will feel it. Even in the re- regular season, you know when you play that team, the arena is full and they're really committed fans. The 76ers' second-round series against the Boston Celtics begins Monday at TD Garden. Despite Ilyasova's comments, ESPN.com summaries for Game 3 and Game 4 listed the crowds as 100% capacity. That didn't stop the 76ers from coming away victorious in both, and Begley um, granted Miami's uh, home arena is known as one of the tamer atmospheres in the league. The Heat fans are also famous for leaving early during Game 6 of the 2013 NBA Finals, only to attempt to come rushing back after their team forced overtime on Ray Allen's late three-pointer. It figures to be a different story when the red-hot 76ers go into Boston, and J.J. Reddick granted as much when he called his prior road playoff games against the Celtics when he was a member of the Orlando Magic, quote, as intense of any playoff games I've played in my career. Philadelphia was 1-3 against Boston during the season, although the one win came on the road. It also won't be facing Kyrie Irving in the playoffs uh, after the Celtics' go-to option was lost for the season with his knee injury. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and the 76ers won their final 16 uh, regular season contests and dispatched the Heat in five games. The series against Boston will feature a more, you know, kind of more loud, more of a loud crowd, but nobody's playing better than Philadelphia at the moment. So it it should be should be interesting to see how this uh, plays out. So now, uh, covering something that has to do with the Pacers and Cavs series, that's pretty funny. Victor Oladipo is the latest to swing a great deal of gambling money on what turned out to be a meaningless play. The Indiana Pacers star hit a three-pointer with .8 seconds left in the Game Seven loss to the Cleveland Cavaliers, cutting the deficit from seven to four. The Cavaliers won one hundred five to one hundred one. 
According to Darren Ravel and David Purdom of ESPN.com, the Cavs were favored anywhere from 5 to 6.5 points, depending on when the bet was made. In any case, the last second shot swung it from, Cleveland, uh, from a Cleveland win to a Pacers cover. It was probably a swing of $3 million to $5 million in Nevada, when Casino Sportsbook head, head Johnny Avello said. These types of things happen five or more times a week in our industry, whether it's a two-run home run to cover the run line in the bottom of the ninth or an empty net goal in the last minute of an NHL game. Uh, with, a, with a Sunday Game 7 on national television featuring one of the biggest stars in sports in LeBron James, however, there were obviously more people watching and gambling than a typical backdoor cover. So that, that's pretty funny and crazy in my opinion. Uh, so now something that has to do with Vegas as well and, and betting. The New England Patriots are projected by Las Vegas Ozmakers to win more games in 2018 with 11 than any other NFL team, according to ESPN.com's David Purdom. Both the Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers were second in projected wins at 10.5, with the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings following closely behind with 10. Based on recent history, Vegas might uh, be underselling New England. The, Patriot, the Patriots had 13 wins in 2017 and 14 in 2016, and, and they haven't registered fewer than 12 victories since 2009. Tom Brady is coming off a season in which he threw for a league-high 4,577 yards, and New England returns almost all of its key players from last year. The Patriots, should, the Patriots should once again be in contention for the NFL's best record. But they'll have plenty of uh, competition from the reigning Super Bowl champions. The Eagles will have Carson Wentz back from injury and, and acquired uh, Holoti Nagata, Mike Wallace, and Michael Bennett. Matching last year's 13 wins may not be out of the question for Philadelphia. Uh, at the op- opposite side of the spectrum, the, w- the winless Cleveland Browns are in line for a big improvement. Purdom noted the Browns were listed at 5.5 wins fo- following a busy offseason. Even before selecting Baker Mayfield and Denzel Ward in the first round of the 2018 draft, Cleveland added Tyrod Taylor, Jarvis Landry, Carlos Hyde, Demarius Randall, and EJ Gaines. The Browns may not be able to, um, you know, the Browns may be able to flirt with a 500 record. So going with the over could be a good value play if their projected wins don't climb any higher. So that's that. So now covering a, a playoff result in the NBA. It was just one game, but the Houston Rockets sent a message on Sunday um, in, the, uh, in the first game of their second-round playoff series against the Utah Jazz. James Harden, Chris Paul, and the rest of the Western Conference's top seed handled Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz in a 110-96 victory in Game 1 at Toyota Center. The contest was never in doubt as Harden and Paul seized control from the early going and stuffed the stat sheet in, dom- in a dominant display. Harden finished with 41 points, 7 assists, and 8 rebounds on 7 of 12 from 3-point range, while Paul added 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds, and 4 steals at 3 of 6 from 3-point range. To be fair, in, to Utah, the, Rock, the Rockets were the far uh, fresher team after finishing the Minnesota Timberwolves in 5 games with the last one coming Wednesday. Utah was less than 2 days removed from a physically grueling 6-game battle with Russell Westbrook and the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the lingering effects showed. Houston never looked back after building a 13-point lean by the end of the first quarter on the way to an overwhelming 25-point halftime advantage. Harden put Utah's defenders in a blender from the opening moments, uh, from what I saw, with his lethal step-back shots in the perimeter. He also worked on pick-and-rolls with the intention of you know, isolating on bigs before attacking a lane that was no longer project- protected by Rudy Gobert or Derek Favors and defensive switch after defensive switches. Uh, the backward is a two-headed monster, and Paul staggered minutes and attacking possessions with his MVP candidate teammate. Um, Paul patiently probed the Utah defense, waiting to kind of exploit openings either off the bounce or with a soft touch on his jumpers. 
Uh, with, when additional help came their way, he and Harden hit Trevor Ariza 8 points and P.J. Tucker 15 points in their shooting uh, uh, pockets or found Clint Capella 16 points and 12 rebounds flashing to space in front of the rim. Despite the onslaught, Utah made a late run and trimmed the deficit to 11 in their fourth quarter before Harden put things on lock. He scored 8 straight points for Houston by lulling the perimeter defenders to sleep with his dribbles at the top of the key before either uh, draining the deep ball over the top or using a quick jab to get into the lane. Um... His individual scoring streak ended when he found Capella with a lob. Um, so, while the offense draws the headlines in Houston, the defense also helped set the tone by swarming Utah's outside shooters and holding everyone but Jay Crowder, 21 points and 5 of 7 from 3, to a mere 2 of 15 from deep and forcing 18 turnovers. The turnovers underscored the difficulty Utah f- uh, faces in the series, attempting to overcome Ricky Rubio's hamstring injury. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reported it could sideline the point guard for more than a week, uh, which takes away a prime... A primary facilitator and point guard who can protect the ball and get others involved. The injury left Mitchell in more of a ball handling situation and role, and he responded with 21 points, but it was far from enough to keep up with Houston's firepower. The silver lining for the Jazz is they will now have a couple days uh, of rest um, before attempting to earn a split in Houston with Game 2 on Wednesday. So, that's that, and um, it's a big win for Houston. Now, uh, switching gears to another story in the NBA. After scoring 45 points in game in a Game 7 win over the Indiana Pacers, LeBron James was exhausted. The Cleveland Cavaliers star was asked about the Toronto Raptors, the team's second-round opponent, but James wasn't excited for some more questions. Quote, I'm burnt right now. I'm not thinking about Toronto right now until tomorrow. I'm ready to go home. Uh, this was the end of a long interview. He did stay for another question, but he clearly wasn't looking to give a scouting report for the second round after the, after the first just ended. James played 43 minutes in Sunday's win, only coming out while, while uh, dealing with cramps, per Sports Illustrated. Per Brian Windhorst of ESPN, he was planning on playing all 48 minutes in the winner-take-all game. While he did get some rest during the Game 6 blowout, the four-time MVP still averaged 41.1 minutes per game in the series, while scoring 34.4 points and totaling 10.1 rebounds per game. He scored at least 40 points in three of the, uh, in three of the games. All of them were wins for the Cavs. Quote, I just try to do whatever it takes to help us win, James said after the game via NBA TV. He won't get much time off to recover. Game 1 against the Raptors is set for Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific in Toronto. So I think Toronto can beat the Cavs, personally. So that's all we have for the breaking news in sports. Uh, now we're going to be covering the um, Los Angeles sports team, starting with the Dodgers, as I already kind of did. They lost uh, 4-2 to the San Francisco Giants, and they now fall to, uh, to fourth in the NL West. They got up to second, but they're back down to fourth. Um, they're, they're now 12-15, and 4-6 and six in their last 10 after being pretty hot. Now they are kind of ba- went back down to what, you, what they're used to this season, and that's losing. So they're now um, a game and a half behind the San Francisco Giants for third place, two games behind the Colorado Rockies for second place, and seven games behind the Arizona Diamondbacks for first. So the, the Dodgers' next game is tomorrow at 6.40 p.m. Pacific time against the Arizona Diamondbacks in Arizona. Uh, it'll be broadcasted on Sportsnet LA. So that's that. Now the Los Angeles Angels. They played the New York Yankees today, and they lost by a score of 2-1. to one. So the Angels now fall to third in the AL West. Um, they, after starting red hot, the Angels are now 16-12, and 12, and the Yankees improved to 18-9. and nine. Uh, so the Yankees sweep the Angels, and um, and uh, the Angels' next game is um, Tuesday at uh, 7.07 p.m. against the Baltimore Orioles in Los Angeles, or Anaheim, I should say. So now taking a look at the Angels' division, 
Uh, they're three and seven in their last ten after starting red hot, but they're only half a game behind the Seattle Mariners for second place, and still only two and a half games behind the Houston Astros for th- uh, for first place. But at the same time, they're only two they're only two games ahead of the Oakland Athletics at third place for third place. So um, that's that should be worth noting. So now um, covering the LA Galaxy, their next game is uh, Saturday, May fifth at five thirty p.m. against the Houston Dynamo. Um, and um, the L- Los Angeles Football Club (LAFC) they played today. They beat the Seattle Sounders by a score of one to zero. They scored in the stoppage time in the ninety-eighth minute, but they got the job done. And their next game is also Saturday, May fifth, but it's at one p.m. against FC Dallas. So LAFC versus FC Dallas, pretty funny. Uh, so now covering the Los, An- excuse me, we just did that. Now covering the NHL playoffs. Uh, from from today, there was only one game today, and or excuse me, no, there were there were two. So the Washington Capitals beat the Pittsburgh Penguins by a score of uh four to one, and the series is now tied one one. And the Nashville Predators beat the Winnipeg Jets five four in double overtime. So that series is is also tied one one. Huge win for Nashville. Going going down zero two and and then playing two games in Winnipeg would be pretty brutal for Nashville. There's going to be um, two games tomorrow, the, the Boston Bruins and Tampa Bay Lightning in Game 2 of their series at 4 p.m. Boston leads 1-0. And um, Game 3 of the Vegas Golden Knights versus San Jose Sharks series at 7 p.m. Pacific, this is all Pacific time. The series is tied 1-1. It's in San Jose. So that's all we have for episode number 54 of Sean's Sports Show. And check out all the other episodes on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, TuneIn, and Google Play. And uh, I appreciate all the support. Uh, today's April uh, 29, 2018, Saturday night or Sunday night, excuse me, and the next episode will be um, released on um, Monday night at around uh, 10, 10.30 p.m., so I'll see you guys in the next one. That's it for this one. We out.